What can you make with a few simple ingredients that are super affordable, probably save you some money um, at the end of the month and, and also packed with flavor. And that's, you know, I think we're all doing the same job, right? Every night, every day, it's like, all right, what do I want to eat? What do I want to make? We're all, we're more alike than we are different. So we're all just cr- trying to get through the end of the day and what's my best option. This is the Yogi Triathlete Podcast, and we are Jess and BJ. We're excited to be welcoming back Linda Lang to the show. Linda first graced your listening ears in episode 54, which we recorded just days after meeting her. It was April 2017. Yogi Triathlete was moving slowly from infant to toddler, and I had known for a while that we had a cookbook to birth, but I also knew we needed help. I had asked the universe for help, and I allowed things to organize on our behalf, and shortly thereafter, Linda walked into our lives. Well, actually, it was I who walked up to the packet pickup table for the Mendocino 50K in 2017, and there she was, standing there handing out the numbers. And by the end of the weekend, it was very clear that not only was she on board to help us put out the Yogi Triathlete Cookbook, but that the very things that were holding me up in the process were her strengths. The Yogi Triathlete Cookbook was released later that year. Then in 2021, we put out a call on this podcast for help, and there she was again ready to serve, as she always tells me. And soon after, she came on board as our marketing and production assistant with a mutual agreement that as we grow, everyone grows. And today, we're blessed to have Linda with us as we are on the verge of launching a beautiful program that Linda has curated and will be leading for this community. If you're a regular listener, then you have heard us mention her name in gratitude as she continues to book us the most amazing guests. And Linda is also a whole food plant-based chef, recipe developer, food editor, and certified health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She's been an integral part of the process for many well-known cookbooks, such as The Plant Power Way by Rich Roll and Julie Pyatt, Self Magazine Drop 10 Cookbook, and most recently her work includes Know Me Athlete, Health Made Simple Meal Plan, and Mississippi Vegan's YouTube cooking channel and website. Linda, we love you. We pinch ourselves all the time that you're a part of our team, and I'm pretty sure that you are on many gratitude lists, and I know that you're definitely on ours. So welcome back to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here, guys. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, I want to... um, I mean, 54, right? Like episode 54, that's so wild. Uh, And our listenership has grown. Um, There's a lot of people that have heard your name, but perhaps don't know your story. And you have a really powerful story. So um, I'd love for you to, yeah, take us back to really, oh gosh, I was reading, I think it was in the bio you just sent us that we put on our website, like how you took something that was just so devastating in life. And now you look back on it and see it as, um, you know, a gift for the transformation that you went through. Yes, uh, a total gift. And as I was reflecting on coming here today, you know, looking back to episode 54, I felt, I feel like I've grown, that young girl has grown so much. And um, it's, it's in a, I'm in a really good place, a better place now. I think I'm still really healing from all of that grief and figuring it all out then. But um, yeah, I mean, my parents uh, had me late in life, and that was great because I was the youngest of a big family, and um, my my mom and dad got sick, you know, when I was young, and I had to take care of my mom. She had breast cancer when I was in college, and um, as anyone who has had to take care of a sick parent, it's, you know, it's really challenging and hard at any age. Um, but I was, you know, in my twenties where most of my friends were, you know, getting drunk at different bars, you know, as we do in our twenties. Um, I certainly had my nights of that, but I was also, you know, bringing my mom to treatments and, you know, really learning about, um, breast cancer and her, and her care and, and worrying about her, um, and her health. So, Um, And, you know, typical Irish Catholic family, you know, you're not talking about this. It's just like, oh, yeah, mom, you know, has breast cancer. Let's on to the next topic. 
So it wasn't really discussed that she was kind of, you know, in trouble. Um, so by the time it got, you know, she got treatment, she was back, back, back at it. And then she had her typical run, seven years clear, and then it came back. And I think she knew it came back and she was too scared to, to admit it to herself. And she kind of let it, just ignored it, um, as most Irish women do, I guess. <laughs> just like, this is not happening. I'm going to just deny it and it's not there. Um, but we were very close. Being her youngest, I was, I was really close to her. So she um, had a lump on her on her sternum, and she said, "Linda, is your you know is your chest have a lump like this?" And I think we were driving the car, and that's when she kind of told me, and she was like, "Okay, I have to get this checked out." And then after that, I don't know the exact timeline, but she died in June of two thousand one, um, and you know I was I wasn't even thirty. Um, so, you know, you, I guess they say you identify more with your same sex parent, your grief. So that was, you know, my mom, our relationship being so close. And then, you know, how do you say goodbye to somebody like that who brought you into this world? And then, you know, you're, everyone's dealing with it by themselves. So, you know, my siblings were there, but you're all just so devastated and then to see my dad, as we talked about in episode 54, the Marine, the strong guy, he was just, you know, holding it together, very stoic, but you could tell that he was just devastated. And he relied on us to kind of hang it, hold it all together and kind of get through the service, get through that. And then um, 20 days later, we found him on the floor. Uh, he had suffered a massive stroke. So we were right back in the same wing of the hospital where my mom had passed. And the nurses were like, unbelievable. But, you know, you do see that. And they say that when you lose a parent, you have to really watch that second parent because they're more likely to have, have something happen, die of a broken heart or something because they've been together for so long. So that really, you know, I, I think I wrote this in the bio, but I think I felt at that moment that, you know, I was, I was parentless. They were gone. Um, my dad survived the stroke and lived for a few more years after that. But at that moment, um, I wasn't even 30 and I was on my own. So orphaned, pretty much. And, you know, today I consider it like my, my greatest gift. And they, their parting gift to me was take care of yourself and your health. And boy, does that stay close to me every day. And, you know, what lessons they left. And I'm so grateful for it. Okay. So I can totally relate to the Irish Catholic we don't necessarily talk about anything, but we're really tough and we're strong and we can get through anything. Um, and it's, you know, I know, I know for me in my adult life, I had to kind of work through the, the byproducts or the symptoms or the, the things that had been festering in my tissues and in my, in my body for so long because there was so much that happened that we, we never talked about it was really weird. It was like, kind of like what you said, you just, like I'm taking mom to chemo. She's got, you know, she's got breast cancer and you're just in the doing of things. And it, it kind of reminds me of our conversation with David Richman, mm -hmm. where he was, where his whole book, Cycle of Lives, is about this emotional trauma that happens. Like we don't really know how to process the trauma. Um, and so for you, like, did that manifest later on in life? Did that show up? What were and and if so, what were some of the things that helped you move move through that? Yeah, I mean, I can still smell the halls of like the nursing homes and that smell and that is so distinct in my mind and I think I think yeah, I blocked a lot out. I exercised my way out of it, um, dove deep into that, probably into, you know, into um, not eating, eating, you know, different, you know, just kind of 
doing whatever I could to soothe myself. Um, and, you know, drinking a lot of it away. And then, you know, realizing that, you know, that was not going to serve me, you know, that was not going to, going to work. Um, thank God a drug of choice was exercise for me. So that was a healthy outlet. Um, and that, that really helped me kind of recalibrate. And, and then that also, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to drink anymore that much, you know, I didn't want to use that because I didn't feel good. So I'd rather get up and run or get up and take a class or exercise my stress away or walk it away than, than uh, drink or, or use whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, there's a reason why like we got into endurance sports <laughs> for sure. And, and that's a yeah. part of it. That, that's a, it was a very helpful way uh, to process a lot of things that had gone unprocessed and you kind of grew up in that home too, like so loving, but like not much really talked about. Yeah, it's sort of, <laughs> and it wasn't stuffing. It's just that you just don't talk about it. There's Maybe a, it's just a different era. Yeah. You know, like it's just a different era. I think honest and open conversations obviously are just so challenging if you're not prepared to be in that. And, and, I, and I tend to believe our natural tendency, at least in my experience, has been to uh, introduce sarcasm and joking and, you know, kind of, kind of play it off and move to another topic and not really have to address anything that, you know, is really just right there in, in front of your face. And I think exercise is a great yeah. distraction uh, because you can find a routine. Everybody does it. You can get into patterns of, you know, pushing yourself to, 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 to find your limits. And it's it sort of, you know, it, it feels good to exhaust the body and then you're just so fatigued that then you can fall asleep and, and move on. So I totally get that fitness thing, but I also get, you know, not really working through the stuff that we need to work through. Um, not, I shouldn't say need to work through the stuff that's sort of holding us back a little bit. Um, and I'm speaking from my experience. Um, but maybe, um, was there, you know, you, you said you just sort of turned to exercise, but was, do you recall any pivotal defining moment, like this one thing where you're like enough alcohol, enough eating this way, I just want to exercise? Well, I was seeing a therapist at the time. So that was, she was great. She was like a, an, another mother for me. So I started seeing her really early on. So she was really kind of kept me on track with like, all right, you don't like your job. Let's work on that. Um, drinking and hanging out at a bar, meeting, you know, crazy, you know, who do you meet late at night at a bar? <laughs> um, you know, so like, is that a healthy lifestyle you want to live? No. So she really kept me in track. Um, and I can't remember a single moment. I think it was just doing that consistent work. I would meet with her every week. And it was, it was, it was, I always felt great after, after the session. And, and then I think, I think losing my mom, it was kind of like you have this, and then my dad right after was kind of like, you have this moment of like, life goes really fast. And if I, if I'm not happy now, like, what do I need to do to change that? And I think Soon after that was when I moved down to New Jersey because I was really just not happy in Connecticut. And then I moved to New Jersey and I was like, let's let's have a refresh. And what's the worst that can happen? I find a different job, you know. So that was really a good a good step. I was like, all right, this is nothing. I mean, I've already just I've just, you know buried my my mother, my dad's okay, you know, I'm fine, like go, you know, go live your life and see what can happen. And that was really, and watch where your feet go, like who I was hanging out with, my cousins were down in New Jersey. So they, I love them so much. And they were, um, my siblings were really older. So my cousins in, that were in New Jersey were my age range. So I loved hanging out with them. And you know, I would always feel my best when I was with them. And so watch where my feet go. My feet went right to them. Mm. What were you doing? Just curious, what were you doing for work at that time? Because I know people, uh, yeah. you made a jump from careers. 
so I was teaching in Connecticut and then I got a job in New Jersey teaching um, kids that were that were had to stay in the hospital for cancer or seizures. So I was a school teacher in the hospital, which was really good to like tap into the nutrition piece again, because I was like, whoa, they are like Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's in the hospital. Like, no wonder why these kids are feeling horrible. Um, they're just drinking chocolate shakes and chocolate milk. And it was an eye-opening. And I was right by their bedside. And I was teaching them. And I was like, well, this isn't right, you know. So that's what I was doing there. And then sharing my recipes. And that's when it started kind of um, my recipe writing days in Hoboken. So... <laughs> My recipe writing days in Hoboken. I feel like that's a memoir (laughs) right there. I know. Okay, that'll be our next book. I know you've got you've got another you've got another you want to do another recipe book, which I think we should do. I've been thinking about that. That hasn't been lost on me, by the way. Um, So let's talk. Let's get back to the because we're kind of starting to wrap it into the nutrition again. But what was your diet like prior to, and when did you start to shift the diet, and then? move into your recipe writing days in Hoboken? Um, well, my sister-in-law was a vegetarian, so I would uh, spend a lot of time with her. And she, she um, we went to hear John Robbins speak um, for his book that came out, Diet for a New America. So that was kind of like super cool. I, you know, we were right in the front row. I was listening to this guy talk about, you know, the animal cruelty. And I was like, wow, I've never heard anything about this. We read the book. And then I was like, oh, I can, I was never a huge meat eater. I would eat like around the plate, the sides and the bread were my jam. You know, it was like, I could do without the meat. I ate a few bites and that was it. Um, so I was like, all right, let's let's try this. So I did. And then, you know, I was still eating a lot of pizza. I think pizza was like a staple at that point. So cheese, other cheese didn't really do anything for me, but pizza was it. And then um, I would be then fast forward to, I think, listening to Rich, Rich Roll at the podcast and hearing about this plant-based diet. And that's when I was like, well, let me let me just try this. Let me, the only thing I'm really eating that's, I don't eat eggs. So it was just pizza cheese and I can do without the meat, of course. So, um, yeah, I guess it was now like what, 14 years ago or so ish, uh, Thanksgiving. I just said, let's go for it. Why not? I don't need the turkey. (laughs) And I've never looked back. And now it's like, it's not even a, it's not even a thing. I don't even think about it. Mm. What about your siblings? Like you, so you go to, you go to Turkey Day and, and so early on as you're making this transition and, early on, and you're not eating turkey and like this pressure yeah, on the East I Coast. No? Right. I, I don't, you know, I think everyone's so into their own little world that they didn't even realize what I was doing or... Um, yeah, they weren't really paying attention to what was on my plate. Um, I would always bring something, so that was fine. And I mean, most of my family is not plant-based, so I just, you know, it's really, uh, yeah, it's a good reminder for me of what I'm doing on the daily. I mean, I was just at my brother's uh, birthday party and his kids made I mean, tons of fish, tons of steak. At one point, the steak landed right in front of my plate, the platter. I was like, all right, good. <laughs> the platter of steak. The platter of, of bloody meat. Um, and I was like, good. This is, this is why I have broccoli a half on my plate. This is why I brought three dishes down here um, to eat and share. Good. Put it right in front of me because that's what I want to see, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sharpen the saw. (laughs) So, um, okay, so you make the switch and, you know, again, it's every time I, we have a conversation, it's like we, I, you're, 
revealing to me how, how similar you and I are, you know, and we kind of made that connection when we were, when I was picking up my pack at Mendocino, just kind of like, my gosh, we could kind of be sisters, but very similar, never really loved the meat, uh, loved the cheese, things like that. So where does it now begin to like, where you start getting creative with food and you're writing recipes and I mean, this whole thing leads you to this whole new career and what you're doing today and all these magnificent projects you've been a part of and will be a part of in the future. So how do you start, like, where does the love begin to really grow and the creation um, get watered? That's a great question. So I think, um, you know, it was always, I always had a sweet tooth. So my, my, and, and you know, what do they say? There's threads of what you love, even when you were a young person, right? So, so as a young person, I would spend hours in the kitchen making cookies or muffins or waffles or just some, like I would, I would love to watch Martha Stewart and like love to cook and bake. So when I switched to a plant-based diet, I was like, I can still have all of those things, but how can I clean up the recipes? So I think that was my entry into like, let's figure this out. Cause there were some baked goods that were vegan. And I was like, I think I could do this a little bit better homemade and clean it up and know the ingredients in it. So that was kind of my first, my first thing. I think my, my entry point into vegan recipe writing was through desserts, which is good. <laughs> And I, you know, as you try trial and error, you just learn, okay, well, this, this is great. This is, you know, this is good. And then I started selling, I actually started selling them in Hoboken. I started selling some desserts and that was good. And it got to be so much that I would, I needed, I actually, the next step would have been like a kitchen and I wasn't ready to commit to like an industrial kitchen. So I kind of just did small orders and kept it at that. What were you making for dessert? Uh, every week, muffins, brownies, um, date, like date balls, uh, chocolate chip cookies, like massive sizes of chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Did you take any recipes? You know, like we took our banana bread from my mom's like banana bread and veganized it. Did you take any recipes in your family and... Um, Turn them nothing into that, yeah, nothing, nothing that my mom, I mean, nothing that stands out. No, nothing that she made that she was really good about. But I love the fact that she just, and I try to remind myself with my son Finn now, like just let him have fun in the kitchen and go make the mess and enjoy and just explore and be creative. You know, mm. I appreciate that now more as a parent, like just all that time that she let me just create and be, be in the kitchen. So you start creating the recipes and then you start cooking for people. Cause I know when we met and I don't know if you're still doing that, you were doing like meal prep for people. And, um, but then you've also been a part of these great projects. So how does your name start getting out there? Um, well, so, I mean, I still look back on emailing Rich Roll about the um, Plant Powered Way, and he was talking about the cookbook. And he was, I mean, early days in Rich Roll's um, podcast. And I just, I think it was just, I said, let me just, you know, reach out to him and see if they need any help, because I just loved writing the recipes. And every week, it was just so great to share the recipes at the gym and, um, so, and then he emailed me back, like, I couldn't believe it. So it was just like, yeah, I'll connect you with Julie. I had, I remember having a conversation in my apartment with Julie and then just working on the head notes for each recipe and helping them just not test them, but just kind of write it. So it, it read clear and was easy to follow. And then they launched that book and I just was hungry for more. I wanted more work like that. I thought, this is amazing. Like I just, I could do this all day and not get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> which was the, which was the which case was, of the Yogi Triathlete cookbook. Right? We did not, let's like, be clear. We did not pay you for that. <laughs> but it's so fun. It's just like, that's just 
perfect. Like it didn't, doesn't matter because it was just really just sharing and writing something for someone to try in their home is, um, is beautiful. Yeah. And it was, it was so beautiful. I mean, back then we would have been like, so do you take credit cards? Because that was, that was basically (laughs) the, that was the financial status. When I say it was going from infant to toddler, I, that is absolutely where the business was at that point. Um, but I love how you got this inspiration and you acted on it. Like you just acted on it. You just did it. And then he emailed you back and then, you know, boom. And I, I love those stories. Like I love, I love those stories when you, I mean, I'm just, the story that's coming up for me is like our meditation teacher got, saw that the Beatles were in India and he sent George Harrison a letter and George Harrison wrote him back. And George Harrison was kind of mm-hmm. our teacher's first teacher, like taught him how to meditate. Mm-hmm. And so you just never know. And they were, you know, friends for, you know, until he left this earth. And, and you just never know, like, ah, oh, if you never acted on, if you never act on those things. And there's plenty of inspirations I've had that I haven't acted on, but there's plenty that I have that have, you know, manifested into everything that we're living now for sure. But I just, I love that. Like, did you have a doubt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, or you just went for it? I think I sat on it for a little bit. And then I think I read somewhere that Thursdays are like a good day to send an email. Like, don't do it Monday morning. (laughs) Too busy. It's going to get lost. But Thursdays are your sweet spot. And it's a pro tip right there. I don't know if that... (laughs) That still rings true, but I, and I just had no attachment to it. So I just, I sent it out. I felt so good about it. I think I went for a walk afterwards and I said, if I hear from him, great. If I don't, it's okay. I'm proud of myself for just sending it. And I nearly fell off my bed when I, when I, he emailed me back and it was like, wow, this is unbelievable, but all meant to be. Have there been, I love that Jess mentioned this because, uh, you know, I think we all have it in our lives where there's things we don't act on. So have, can you recall on something you're like, oh, I should have like to, to paint the other side of, of, uh, of the journey? I, I have a lot of, I, I keep a, a open notebook um, on my desk and there's a lot of ideas. I even think working with you guys, there's a lot of ideas that are coming I get a lot of my ideas when I drive or when I'm walking and I try to write them down. And then, you know, I mean, things, yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's more, I'm more writing on things and I think I'm sitting on them. Um, And then I'm just still continuing to just think about them and see if they come back stronger Yeah, and see what happens. So sitting in that space between writing down and sending the email, like what's happening in that? Like, and I think, I think you're touching upon it. Like you're just waiting for it to, one of those things to rise up with a bigger, bigger pull, but what is in that space? So our audience is like, yeah, I have tons of ideas every day, but what, what is in that space between you pulling the trigger on that, that action? Well, well, I think, you know, there's probably bigger hands at play. So there's, you know, there's timing is, whenever it's meant to happen. And then you're still kind of chewing on it, you're processing it and kind of forming it in your head. And I think if you rush it, maybe it's not, not. And I, and I would say, to be honest, I mean, of course, fear of like, is this crazy? Is this a good idea? Um, How is this going to be received? But the worst thing that, that people can say is no. So like, what's the big deal, you know? I've um, learned that, like, because like you, I get a lot of ideas. Sometimes I overwhelm BJ. Like, he's just like, okay, okay, like, enough with it. I'm like, what if we did this? And what if we, and then what if this happened? And, oh, my God, I have, I've got two more books that definitely need to get written. And and so what I've realized was, like, you, oh, like, clearing space, right? So, you know, <laughs> going for a walk or run, no headphones or anything like that, kind of, you know, puts you in the present moment. I think that's really where you're receptive to ideas, not just running, of course, meditation, things like that, journaling, a lot of it comes up during journaling. But not every idea, nor should it, be acted on. Because if I acted on every inspiration I had, I wouldn't be doing, 
I, nothing would get completed. So I like what you're saying. You kind of sit with it and you, and you like, you tune into it. You tune into like, well, what is the next logical step? Okay. I'm going to put it out there and let it, what I do is I kind of put it out there and then I get my fingers out of it and I let, let it organize on my behalf. And I think kind of bringing us into this program that we're, that we're launching with you is I got the inspiration, ran it by BJ uh, because we have this plant-based nutrition piece of Yogi Triathlete, which we've worked with athletes over the years with it, but it kind of needed water in the soil um, that we're, our, our plates are full, like literally our plates are so full. And I think that when you do that, you can close off a channel. And I wanted to open that channel back up. And, and I was like, oh my God, it just came to me one day, Linda, like Linda is the perfect person. Mm -hmm. So when I reached out to you and said, Hey, let's, uh, let's have a conversation. And, and we talked about it and we talked about a couple different things with it. I believe you had said, oh my gosh, this is perfect timing. I was thinking something similar or wanting to get back into it or, or something like that. So how did it hit you when I called you and said, hey, do you want to pick up this piece of the of Yogi Triathlete? Oh, it was, it was really magic. I think I remember I was snowing here in, in New Jersey. <laughs> I was in my car and I was thinking about our call and I thought, oh, I wonder what she's going to ask me about. You know, it's probably, um, you know, I instantly was like, oh, it's probably podcast related or whatever, whatever. And then when you started talking about the food and the nutrition piece, I was like, oh, this is music to my ears. Like, thank you. You know, um, this is great because I think my, since becoming a parent, now this is four years, I've been behind the scenes, like in the background writing for people, but like in the back and with you guys too, so now it's like, okay, you're asked to come up front again and and lead and create, and that's all the right time, you know? So, so thank you. What what <laughs> have you created? Tell us about the uh, tell everybody about the pro obviously we know about the program because we worked on it with you, but um man, you just brought you just brought it. Uh you brought a beautiful um, layout of how this is going to go, but I want to. Everybody wants to hear in your words. What are we doing? What is the thing that we keep alluding to? So you know this uh, beautiful awake kitchen, as we call it, thirty day jump start. You know, um, you guys are doing such great work with your athletes and your training, and then you know, your meditation. And this just kind of completes that plate. And like, what are you eating? And how can we be of service and help you um, wherever you are in your nutrition journey? And how can we, you know, make it fun, make it, you know, really simple and easy and inviting. So if you're, you know, a young person who's looking forward to, you know, all of your races this season, or if you've been, you know, plant-based for a while and just want some, some different ideas or just want some community. Um, you know, I think I, as I was thinking for myself, like, what do you create what you need? And I think, you know, I'm, I don't, there are not a lot of vegans around here. So I think, you know, it's nice that not only do I get to make this, but I'm also will be sharing and, um, spending time with people that are interested in, adding more plants into their life. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to be fully vegan, no. but we can all agree, whatever mm -hmm. else is on your plate, that more fruits and vegetables and whole grains um, is going to be a benefit for you, right. no matter what else is on there. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, whatever diet you follow, that'll definitely make you feel better. And that's perfect. Yeah. So how's it going to roll? It's rolling out on March 7th. March 7th is the day, so that's great. We're going to um, launch uh, Monday. They'll get a newsletter every week. We kind of just mapped out the whole month, and I think we did two months' worth on the page on the website, and they're going to just, you know, baby steps into the beginning of how to set up your kitchen, how to do a good grocery haul, um, 
you know, so much, you know, so much of this is like, we're so busy. Some people have no interest in cooking. And that's what I was thinking yesterday. Like, you know, we have to understand that people, there's no, I love to cook, but people aren't, there's not a lot of people that like to be in the kitchen. So how can we make it really easy and fast for people that don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen? They'd rather be out on the beach with Clark or, you know, (laughs) time with their friends or wherever other than sitting chopping vegetables. That's boring. So how can we make this really quick, easy, simple, and approachable for people um, with their busy lifestyle? So that's week one. Week two, we kind of get into some simple dinner ideas, um, adding more whole foods into your diet. And, you know, we need some, week three is one of my favorites, getting saucy. So adding some fun flavors to your plate and, you know, having that sauce um, in the fridge, you know, you make it, it takes a few minutes one day, but then you have it for days. So then your plate can just come alive with color and flavor, you know, because it, it, just to add more flavor into your plate and, and fresh herbs, it's really nice. So just something simple and it takes a few minutes. Um, and then we're going to make a soup. We're going to make some desserts and, you know, we'll be there to hold your hand as much as you want to, um, during the month. And then if you want to keep going with us, um, we'd love to have you. And it's just fun. And hopefully, um, it'll make people feel good and feel like they don't, they're not so intimidated in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's one thing there's, we have to eat, we have to eat. And, and a lot of the food that's convenient is not food. Right. At all. And, um, you know, and then the other food that's convenient can come at a price, right? Like I think we we were at Whole Foods and we got like cut up Brussels sprouts and cut up butternut squash. You know, that was like fifteen or sixteen dollars. Um, but, but it was I, convenience. But it was convenient, right? So right. it and I've done a lot of work around shifting my relationship with money. I look at that in total gratitude, like oh my gosh, I can spend I. I can spend $16 on Brussels, like not, oh, this is so expensive, because that energy is going into the food, which is then going to go into my body, which I love my body. So I look at it with gratitude, like, oh my gosh, we have the opportunity to choose convenience. We're going to choose these Brussels sprouts. We're going to choose this butternut squash or sweet potatoes or whatever it was for $16. And then it was funny because when we got home, we ended up having it for like three nights. So yeah. when you look at that, sixteen dollars for three nights for two people, nothing. It's yeah. really not that much. But at first, you might think it's it's too pricey. Um, and then, so on the website, we've got those four weeks mapped out that Linda just talked about. And then we have the additional four weeks, uh, which we'll be offering. You know, an incentive for people to keep going in April. But also, there's going to be um, a seven day simple meal plan which I think mm-hmm. is going to be amazing because people have asked us for meal plans in the past and we've said no. Um, <laughs> because that's not our jam. It's, it's not our jam. It's, it's not, not our jam. Like we're not, that's not our strength and it's your strength, which is amazing. Yes. You love doing that. Yeah. And then of course, unlimited support. So these emails are going to go out every Monday, you guys, and then you've got Linda right there on the hook. Um, ask her whatever it is that you that you need. Um, she will be there, ready to serve, as she likes to say, mm-hmm. um, as I love to hear. And um, so then there's going to, but then there's going to be weekly classes. Yes. So then we'll um, we'll do a fun weekly class, um, and you know I'll be there live to answer questions, or you know the recording will be up so you can watch it whenever you want to. And of course, the recipes will be there. And, you know, um, I'm happy to uh, be to be doing this. It's great. I think people really need um, a simple, easy approach to cooking. I mean, when, when we all have more time, we love to make those elaborate recipes from cookbooks or from your cookbook or from, from others. But that's not the reality of the day-to-day week of busy you know, athletes or professionals. So I think this is going to be keep it really simple, really fresh, and uh, and help people feel amazing. Yeah, and I feel I feel this is a good uh, supplement too. As you know, we work with some athletes 
that have very restricted timelines, like a lot of people, and they're doing the delivery service or the, you know, the daily harvest or hello fresh or whatever those are. And then, you know, a week or two in they're burnt because they're eating, mm-hmm. um, burnt out, meaning they're, they're done with the flavor and the, the foods that they've stocked up on. So I think this is a great entryway into starting to create using things in your kitchen to create dishes and meals, and then just see where the tangent takes you. So you get the recipe, you work with them for week two, you know, eating more whole foods. And then, you know, they're off on their own a couple of weeks later and they're trying to do the same thing, but they don't have an ingredient. They can just easily shoot off into uh, disregarding the ingredient or moving or replacing it with something else. And now they're getting their creativity because they're forced into that that opportunity. Now they're not so reliant on the delivery food services. You know, they're actually taking ownership of the foods and, and dishes that they create, inspired by the practice that they've had and time with you. Yeah. You know, yeah, we all get into those ruts and I see it here with people too. Like they just, oh, let's order the takeaway from here and this is easy and I don't have time to cook. So this is my easier option. But it's greasy, it's salty, you don't know what's in there. It's kind of a B minus. So it's kind of like, ugh, I've spent all this money and like it's kind of not doing it for me anymore. So yeah, like what can you make with um, a few simple ingredients that are super affordable, probably save you some money um, at the end of the month and and also packed with flavor. So um, yeah. And that's, you know, I think we're all doing the same job, right? Every night, every day, it's like, all right, what do I want to eat? What do I want to make? We're all, we're more alike than we are different. So we're all just trying to get through the end of the day. And what's my best option? Um, we we actually made Iron Maiden last night from, oh, from our cookbook. And I yeah, love that meal love so that. much. I love that meal. I could best. eat that. I have eaten it every night. I could eat it every night. It's really I it too. good. It's a really good one. We're gonna have, we'll have that tonight too. But for the last couple of days, even this weekend, it was, you know, I was up at four a.m. and then you know on the weekend training and then working. Like we just had a really busy work weekend, which is fine. We do what we love and all of that. But we never got to the store, and right. we were like, okay, what do we have? You know, and the initial reaction is nothing. And I was like, no, we've got spinach. We've got frozen broccoli, so we can use that. We usually use fresh broccoli frozen for the smoothies. Had to let BJ know it's going to be okay. He was going to have frozen broccoli for his smoothie. We've got that. And I'm like, wait a minute. We have a little (laughs) thing of cauliflower, and we've got some tempeh, and we've got some farro, and we've got some hummus. Okay, that's something, right? So like cook up those vegetables, roast them up, and then put a little hummus on top. But the sauce, that's what it that's what it's about because we'll steam vegetables or roast vegetables, put it Almost over every night. farro, quinoa, rice, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's just a huge bowl of vegetables, but the sauce is what that's makes key. it. What's yeah. like your favorite sauce right now that you're just that you're loving? Um, well, a pesto, like a simple pesto sauce will just get you really far, you know, so, (laughs) um, that's easy, you know, simple pesto, uh, butternut squash, like that's really good. It's so cold over here. Um, you just want warm, hot cooked food. Um, so that's good. I just love like shopping with my eyes in the store. So I'm just like up and down that produce section and say like, what looks good today? What am I in the mood for? What can I do? But yeah, I think, yeah, you're steaming up a lot of vegetables, very simple, five minutes. And then what can I sprinkle on top? And the citrus, citrus now, if I don't have a sauce, I'll just put some orange or mandarin juice on it and some um, maybe some smoked sea salt and, mm. of course, nutritional yeast. So even if I don't have a sauce ready, then that's, you know, the topping. So even you don't have perfect sauces and perfect containers no, in your perfect organized <laughs> fridge. It's a hot mess, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. And yes, and you know, and you're not perfect, Linda. You told us that there was a lot of uh, red dye number 40 yesterday on (sighs) 
Valentine's Day, and that's okay. And I'm not calling you out. I'm. I just want. I mean, I guess I am calling you out. Let's let's well, call let's call me out on that. But because I don't want anyone to think like that. We're sitting high up on this thing where we're like, oh, like, let's make a citrus sauce this morning. You know, it's like, uh, oh shit, it's six o'clock. Like, what do we have? You know, and and yeah. that's more of the reality than not. But because we always have good things. We can always create something good. Um, but so you've got Finn and that's why, uh, Finn is your son and he had a little bit of Valentine's day candy and which is okay. Right. That's the other point I want to make. It's like indulge in those things a small percentage of the time and do it guilt-free when the majority of your diet is healthy, whole foods, ideally we believe plant-based, uh, you know, diet that you will be, your body's going to have what it needs to defend against the red 40. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And keep it in perspective. Like, yep, it's a one-off, it's a holiday. I mean, he's what a teacher, right? It's like, okay, buddy, like I, I get you loud and clear with that yesterday (laughs) (laughs) and hello. Um, but today is going to be a cleaner day. And, you know, it's okay. That's, that's the world we live in right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's good. How important is it to be the leader? Um, and you touched upon this in our conversation about how Finn is watching you. So as a leader yeah. in the household, how, how important is it that you keep, keep yourself you know, on track with, with foods constantly and, and, and staying on that high, you know, high whole foods, um, theme. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I said yesterday and I, I always, I love this. It's like more is caught than taught. So he's watching me and he will remark like how he may be having dessert. I may be having, you know, an orange or berries and he'll say, Oh, you're having the healthy choice, mom. Um, but I can have the treat, right? You know, and I was like, absolutely, you can have the treat. Um, so he's watching and, you know, it's so weird as a parent, um, you know, our last conversation, Finn wasn't here and it was just like, oh, I was thinking more of, you know, how, you know, thinking of my parents, but now as a parent, it's like, okay, this is, um, He's, you know, I really, I'm doing this for myself and for my health so I can keep energized and keep after, stay, you know, healthy for him. But it's all connected because it doesn't, it doesn't ever stray too far from my mind why I'm doing what I'm doing for myself, for him, and for our family um, to live as long as possible for him, you know, and be around that's so profound to look at it from that perspective because a lot of times, you know, parents will, you know, they're, they're eating the scraps or they're forgetting to eat because they're rushing around to do all these things. But first and foremost, if you ask them, like, do you want to be around like long, long, healthy, well, a well-lived life for your children? Mm-hmm. Of course they would say yes. So this perspective that you hold is really beautiful. And it's like, it, it carries this level of responsibility as a parent to take care of yourself so that you can live well. It's not just about living long. It's about living well, you Mm -hmm. know, that Finn is not having to, you know, take care of you when you're 60, that, you know, that you're out there and having a good time with him and that you're still able to be his, his go-to. Um, how old is he now? He's seven. He's seven. He's seven. First grader. Yeah. So it, you know, and I'm there, I'm there and I see the parents and I'm a little bit older than some of the parents, but you know, just to hear them talk about what they're doing or what they're eating or what they're, they're boozing on, you know, it's hilarious and it's good. Like, good again, like, let me see it all because it, again, that's another reminder for me to, 
you know, steam up that broccoli and keep going and make, make my health a priority so that I can care for him and be the best mom I can be, you know, cause when you feel better, you do better. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, the program sounds really good, but I really need to get up close with this woman who is raising this little plant-based child and putting yourself first and all of that. Will you be available for, you know, questions like that through your email support during the program? Absolutely. I, um, I'm happy to connect with everyone through, through email, um, and I'll be there. I mean, you know, I have to check my phone addiction. Like everyone else, we don't put our phones down. So I'm there. I'll respond um, as soon as possible. And I'm happy to connect with you and help um, and serve again. Yeah, I think these are the, I think the foods and, and setting us up in the kitchen for success, like that's really important. But there's also the the, the impact of the obligations of the family and friends that come over and, and Finn's got friends that come over and Finn probably goes to friends' houses and, and having that re, uh, understanding of the thoughts that a parent may have and like, well, it's got to be perfect or it's got to, or we're not going to do it. Or, you know, where is this, where's this massaging the relationship with the foods that I'm feeding my child? And I think that's a, it's a really important place to have support to understand that, yeah, we're all just trying to do our best. We're all, tr- and to your point, we're, we're all trying to feel good. Like we just want to feel good at the end of the day. So if we make more choices than the day before moving us towards a more whole foods, plant-based diet or a diet that we believe makes you feel better, then that's a win and perfection is never possible um, and we shouldn't beat ourselves up about it. So I love that you'll be there to to support yeah. the, the the people who sign up in in not only the food stuff, but like how, how you've worked through some of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, we, you can't live in a hole by yourself. I think, you know, no matter what you're doing, um, even though growing up, we sound like we all grew up in the same house, but like, you know, you know, siloing that like, okay, I can deal with this, just buckle up and deal with it by yourself. But really, that's not how people, um, you need to find some help and you need to ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help. Um and I think that's there's there's so much in that. And I think, you know, if this program feels right, sign up for it. If it's not, if you're not ready for it, don't. Um, but but we're here to help, and we're here to to um, be a source of of strength and community for for whoever needs it. Um, because you can't do this alone. It's hard. It's hard to keep keep that commitment of health to yourself with just just you. You have to share it and, and have community around you. I think the power of community is just invaluable. I mean, I've seen so many, I've had so many experiences in my life, you know, yoga teacher trainings or, um, you know, massage school things, uh, cooking classes, uh, like Victoria Moran's um, mm-hmm. Vegan Academy mm-hmm. that I went to. You get into a community like this where you're meeting regularly, right? So once a week, you guys will have classes, but also there'll be, you know, interaction through the email. And I would, you know, I would encourage everyone when they reply, like reply all, like bring in the community, because if you've got the question, chances are somebody else has the question. And then this really special thing happens is that you create these friendships that now you've got somebody there, like maybe you're, they're exchanging emails or numbers or something like that. Somebody resonates with them and they create a friendship. And now they've got somebody that they can, you know, be in contact with like, oh, hey, you know, I'm dropping off the wagon a little bit. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing great. So here's what I'm making for dinner and let's get on a call or, you know, whatever, it, whatever it may be. But the connections that I see and I see it from the yoga retreats um, that I host now, the camps that we do, being in community, whether it be online or in person, um, creates an opportunity to have connections with people, like-minded people, which is so important, like-minded people that you can learn with, that you can grow with, and that you can stay connected with. And I think that that's just so invaluable, so invaluable to have people who are investing in themselves 
I think that's amazing when we invest in ourselves and I hold myself accountable for that all the time. Like you got to invest in yourself, like go do this thing, invest in yourself, um, wanting healthier lives, living well, um, is fertile ground for a beautiful friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm super I'm super excited about this, you know, personally for, um, athletes and the, and the team of athletes that we have in the team of, in the, you know, our community from the podcast who, who are, are loyal listeners, like to take this next step into learning how to cook and, and feed ourselves and fuel our workouts and then recover from our workouts and then do it again and again and again. Um, and live that high vibe life that we all want to, uh, pursue and embrace because we know that we feel better. Um, because of it, and we'll look better, and we'll race better, and we'll be better to our um, our immediate communities and families. So, yeah, I'm really glad that we're we're launching this. Um, and if people want to find out more, they can go to our website yogitriathlete.com and look under um, coaching. There's plant based uh, nutrition there, and you'll find all the details. It starts March 7th, and if you have questions leading up to that, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, we want to get as many people as we can involved in this and spread the word. This is no joke uh, how this can be life-changing and it can be um, uh, uh, life, you know, adding uh, additional um, joy to your life and to your family's life. Yeah, with no stress, no stress. <laughs> Just yeah. simple and, and fun um, and easy. Yeah. Simple, fun, and easy. I love it. And yeah, I mean, I think enhanced performance, like BJ picked up on something years ago, which he talks about all the time. And I think it's, he's so spot on with it is that our ability to metabolize, you know, the nutrition that we're slamming into our bodies during 10, 14, 17, eight hour races, our daily diet, our gut health has so much to do with that success on race day and our ability to uh, digest as best we can that nutrition that we're putting into our bodies on race day. Like race day nutrition is not just about race day. It's about what you're putting in your body every day. And so to say that this program is a performance enhancer, I don't think is an understatement that it absolutely, uh, the cleaner we are with what we put into our bodies. I always talk about mental nutrition and physical nutrition, right? Our mental nutrition, we got that covered. We got so many things going on with Yogi Triathlete with that. Linda's super mindful, uh, amazing being, and so she'll be bringing that into the program as well. But the physical nutrition, you guys, you cannot out-exercise, you cannot exercise yourself out of a crap diet. Right. right. Like I can't journal myself into a higher level of consciousness. I got to sit my butt down on that meditation cushion and I have to connect with that higher consciousness in order to do it. So uh, we are actually capping it, uh, this first pilot program at 10 people. So this podcast is going to launch on the 28th of February. That means one week from today, one week from this launch is going to be the first day of the program. So uh, you cannot lose what is yours. I love that. Uh, we cannot lose what is what is ours, says Florence Scovel Shin, one of the um, pioneers in law of attraction education. Uh, and I love that. You cannot lose what is yours. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, there's not going to be a spot, go to the website, get yourself signed up. You cannot lose what is yours. Um, and I have a feeling we're going to be offering this into the future as well. So um, timing is always divine. Get on it, sign up, and join Linda starting March 7th. I can't uh, can't wait. Uh, it's going to be so exciting. And I think probably what we'll do is um, download those videos of the classes, and then I can pop them up onto our YouTube page under a private link, and then they'll always have access to that um, where they can go back and have those cooking classes anytime. That's great. Yeah, so That's cool, fun. right? So fun. Yay. So fun. Awesome. Linda, any final yeah. words before we sign off today? Well, thank you guys for, you know, again, um, just just being such amazing people in my life. And I'm, I'm so glad that we connected years ago and continue to just create together. So thank you for, for having me on today. And uh, I usually schedule the podcast guests I'm not on. <laughs> 
so um, um, it's nice to be on, but um, thank you for all that you do. Oh. You're, you're an inspiration. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, it takes one to know one. So mm-hmm. thank you. We're so excited to see you in Mendocino in April. And yeah. Finn, Finn's coming, right? Finn's coming. Awesome. Yeah. Finn's coming. So that's going to, and we've got how many athletes doing Mendocino? We have about 10 now. Yeah. Nine or 10. Nine or 10 That's athletes amazing. there. Yeah. I know. So, um, and if you're going to be in Mendocino, you're not on Team Yogi Triathlete, uh, definitely reach out. Let's all connect when we're there in April. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much, Linda. Thanks Appreciate for having your me, time. guys. Enjoy your day. I can't wait for this program to start. I know, me neither. <laughs> Thank you. 